Okay. Good evening, Rabbi Sai. Let's. Um, we are on the Mishnah on Daf Chavavamid Beis. Mishnah Chavavamid Beis. Um, slightly easier subject, at least the beginning of the of this um, uh, sugya and end is interesting. But let's. There's a long tosis over here on this Ahmed. Please don't be put off by the tosis because it's really, really, really not that difficult at all. And it's not a sukkah's tosvers. It's a bracha rishona, bracha achrona tosvers. It's not complicated. It really isn't. There'll be its usual bits and bobs, but please, please, what do I say? Be a lot more scared of a tosis which is one line than this tosvers. Okay, let, let's look at the Mishnah. We're back to our sukkah. We finish with our tefillin for a moment. It says the Mishnah on Chavavam at base. It was a, a story or an event that happened when they brought Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai some a, a dish to taste. And to Rabbi Gamliel, shnei koisovos, two dates. And a, I don't know, literally a bucket, but some water to drink. And in both those two cases, they said, He'elum l'sukkah, Bring them up into the sukkah. And there's a little asterisk here because he'elum, uh, and we discussed before in, in, in the Masech, the sukkahs used to be on the roof. So he'elum is bring them up to the sukkah, but there's nothing. If your sukkah's on the level or down, so bring them down to the sukkah, bring them into the sukkah. So that's all there's the he'elum over there. Right. However, so they wouldn't eat even just to taste the tavshil or the two dates outside the sukkah. But when they gave Rab Tzadok to eat, he would eat less than a kibbeitz of bread. What happened? Or so rather, sorry, Rashi will translate. When they gave Rab Tzadok food, bread, which was less than the size of a kibbeitz, not he took it with a cloth. He didn't want to touch the bread when he was eating it, so he, not washing his hands, he took it with a cloth. And he actually went and ate it outside the sukkah. Veloi birach acharov, and he didn't make a bracha after it. That was the that was the mice uh, of Rab Tzadik. So let's have a look at Rashi. This Mishnah, shall we say, before Rashi is a continuation of the um, a Mishnah before. The Mishnah before told us two daf back on daf chafhei on Aleph. We talked about shluchei mitzvah, but then it ended off. You're allowed to eat and drink a temporary, it's not an improper meal, you can have it outside the sukkah. That's how the last Mishnah ended off. And this is a continuation of that, and it would appear to contradict, because if you're allowed to eat a chilas are outside the sukkah, why was Rabbi Yochan in particular to taste the dish and Gamliel a couple of dates outside in, inside the sukkah? That the Gemara will discuss. Let's have a look at Rashi. He ate... Um, uh, uh, says Rashi, Ma'achol Pachos Mekibetza. Not that he ate Pachos Mekibetza. He took food. They gave him food. Oichel can also mean, Mekola Oichel Ashei Ochel. Oichel can also mean food. It can be a noun, not just a verb. And that's what it means over here. He would eat a Pachos Mekibetza. When they gave him a Pachos Mekibetza, he ate it outside the sukkah with holding it in a, in a cloth. Not Lebemachpa. So Rashi is now going to enumerate for us the various points, or the salient points in this little episode with Reb Tzodok. Number one, yodov. He didn't wash his hands before eating his bread. No, until it's your yodov. He wrapped his hands up in a, in a in a cloth. He wore a glove, whatever you want to call it. Why? Mishum Nikias. Because his cleanliness, he didn't want to, his hands weren't so clean, so he didn't want, he didn't wash his hands for whatever reason, so he wrapped them up in this in this uh, 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 cloth, mm-hmm. and he and he and, and and he ate. So Rashi says the Namapa was because of Nikias cleanliness, the Kosova, because he's of the opinion. If you eat less than a kibbutz of bread, you don't have to wash your hands, and therefore there's no need to wash his hands. Says Rashi because of Nikias because of cleanliness, he didn't want to touch the bread with his hands. He put on a glove, if you like, let's call it that, before he ate the bread. Again. When time we finished, we'll discuss in this more detail about the halacha, how we paskin about the tilis yadayim, pachs mikabetz, etc. So that's point number one. So that's the first thing of not le bamap of That's number one. Next thing we learn, v'loy boy sukkah. Because it says, he ate it, chutz le sukkah. So less than a kibetza, he ate outside the sukkah. And the last part of the Mishnah is, 
Vloi Berachrov says Rashi, Vloi Boi Berchasamozen Achrov, and he didn't re- make, he didn't require a Berchasamozen after eating his Pachsmikabet. So why? Did Dorish Kirab Yehuda? Because he passed him like Rabbi Yehuda, who learns as follows. The Pasuk says, V'ochalta v'savata uveirachta. You should eat and be satiated and then you bench. That's Midaraisa. So Rabbi Yehuda dashens, Achila sheyesh basavia. V'ochalta v'savata. If you eat something which leads you to v'savata, then uveirachta. And how much is Achila which could bring to some sort of satiation? V'hainu kebeitza. That's a kebeitza. So that's the three things that we learn from the Mishnah. Pachos Mikabet, so he didn't have to wash his hands. Again, the Gemara will discuss that. That's why, that's what we're told by the fact that he took it with a glove. We'll call it a glove. He ate it outside the sukkah. Pachos Mikabet, so outside the sukkah. And no bracha achreina, because he holds like Rabbi Yehuda. Pachos Mikabet, so doesn't need a bracha achreina. Obviously, we don't paskin like that, as we'll see in Tosfos, but that's how he held. Avalafonov, but when it came to making a bracha before eating this bread, even the smallest amount needs a bracha. Because however little you eat, you are having a no from Eulam Hazeh. And you're not allowed to have a no from Eulam Hazeh. And note, the Mishnah doesn't say that he didn't make a bracha at all. The Mishnah says, which implies, he did. So those are the diukim of the halachas that we are being told, I'm not saying we necessarily paskin like them all, but those are the halachas that we are being told by the story of Rebbe Tzadok. And of course, the reason why it comes in over here, what's relevant to us is Hilchasukah, but as we've got these other halachas over here, the Rishonim are going to discuss it. So let's have a look at the Tosfas. So the first din that we're taught in Rebbe Tzadok, he took it with a cloth, didn't he touch, why did he says, Rashi, why didn't he want to touch the bread? Because says Rashi, he holds that pachos mikabetza doesn't need Natilis yadayim. Otherwise he would have washed his hands. So he didn't need to wash his hands. So just so, so eat it without. Why do you have to wear a glove? Why are you holding the bread with a cloth? Says Rashi, mishum nikios. Says Tosas, pirish, bekuntras mishum nikios. Do you know why he held it with a cloth? Because nikios, his hands dirty, whatever. They didn't have the hygiene that we have today and soap and everything else. That their hands were clean. His hands were a bit dirty. So he didn't want to hold the bread in his hands. Says Toysvers Ubachinom Pirish Kane. And for no reason does Rashi have to explain it like that. Why? Explain to you, says Toysvers. The Rabbi Tzadok Kain Hava. Rabbi Tzadok was a Kain. Kadamukach Pirich Perik Misha Mesai. As is clear in the Perik Misha Mesai in, 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 in Brachas, in the third Perik of Brachas. Ubasayv Perek called Psuli Hamukdashim, and it's also clear like that in the last Perek of Psuli Hamukdashim. Vaya Oichel Al Taras Truma, and he would eat his Chulin Al Taras Truma. There is a concept of eating Chulin Al Taras Truma or Al Taras Kodesh. Now we know that there are halachas. For just very brief recap, Chulin can become a Rishon and a Sheni. That's where it stops. Chulin cannot become a Shlishi. So the halacha is, if I'm not Tommy, my hands, stam your daim shinios, your hands, oh, dinner of a shani. We're all Tommy mace, right? So whatever we touch is going to become, uh, is going to become a rishon. But let's assume that we were on to Tommy mace, then, and I've been to the mikvah, I'm not Tommy, but my hands are, because they're busy, chazal gave a dinner of shinios, right? They are leveled to a shani. If I touch chulin with my hands, I cannot make them tommy. Because chulin can become rishon and shani, and that's where it stops. So my hands are shani. Every time you touch, I'm going very general, because when you get up to our via voice, it could stay on par. But let's just generally, when you A touches B, then you, if A is X, then B is X minus 1. You always get a level, or X plus 1. You always go down a level when you touch, putting it very simply. So if I'm a shani and I touch something, it'll become a shlishi. Chulin cannot become a shlishi. So if I touch chulin, it cannot become a shlishi. Nothing will happen. It won't be tommy. Perfectly in order for me to touch it. However, truma can become a shlishi. So if I haven't washed, I'm, I'm not tommy, and my hands, I haven't washed my hands, right? And I've been busy with whatever I've been doing during the day, but I'm not tommy. If I touch truma, chazame de gizeri, your hands are shniyos, your hands are good in the shani, that truma will become a shlishi, and they'll be possible. The coin can't eat it anymore. Right? 
So if you wash your hands, they're no longer this gezerah of a sheni, and you can eat truma. That's why Chazal made the gezerah we wash our hands. Because the Koyen, even if he's tohar, he has to wash his hands before he eats his truma. Because if he doesn't wash his hands, his hands have got din of a sheni, they touch a truma, truma is a shlishi, and it's possible. So in order that the Koyen should be in the habit of washing his hands before, so his hands are no longer a sheni, and he won't be matama the truma, Chazal made the gezerah, that we wash our hands before bread, so that the Koyen will also come to do that. Technically, we don't need to. Now, if I'm a Koyen, I'll be eating truma. If I'm eating truma, I've got to be careful that it doesn't touch, doesn't touch, um, doesn't touch, doesn't touch, even a sheni. Even a they would eat sometimes, you know, the, 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 the Prussian would often eat that, they would eat things, even chulin al-taras truma, or al-taras al-kodesh. They would treat their chulin as if it was truma, or as if it was kodesh. And they'd give it all those rules. So if I'm eating chulin al-taras truma, in other words, I'm treating this as if it was truma, it will have all the halachas of truma. In other words, if I touch it with a sheni, it will become tome, and I will not eat it. Although technically it's not tome, right? But I won't eat it, because I'm acting with my chulin as if it's truma. It could be they would eat al-taras al-kodesh also. They would treat it as if it was kodesh, and the kodesh can even become a revi, right? So what was the problem over here? Rab Tzadik is not eating truma. He's eating chulin over here. Right? He's a kayan. So as Taisus, he's eating his truma, altaris truma. He's eating his chulin, sorry, altaris truma. He's eating his chulin if it's truma. Now, if it is true like truma, his hands are shneers. Right? So if he goes and touches that chulin which he's treating as truma, it's going to become tummy. So of course he doesn't want to touch it. Look at Taisus inside. The third line down. Truma. He ate, the Psalm was a coin, and he ate his chulin, treating it as if it's truma. And his hands are din of shniyos. A person's hands have got din minastam of sheni. Or poses a truma. And they can pass a truma, because a sheni can make truma into shlishi. That's one of the gezeris in Yudches Dava, that the hands are told me they're going to make the trauma into a shlishi. Ah, you'll say it's pachas mekebetza. So the says, no. Dafilu pachas mekebetza mekabal tuma. Even less than a kebetza can become tommy. Could the mucha perk change the mesechas taras? As is clear in the second perk of taras, the mufurusha mishnah. The snan, the mishnah says, eimboi kebetza, if the food has less than a kebetza, hu tommy vakal tar. Let's not go over there. It's talking about, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's talking there about uh, some some um, some vegetables sticking out of a pot with a leaf, whatever. Let's not go into the details. It's clear from that Mishnah that something which is pachos mikabetsa can become tome. What it can't do, it can't make something else tome. So, for example, I've got a piece of chulin, and let's say that piece of chulin is a kabetsa, more than a kabetsa, and I'm a rishon or a rishon touches, or let's say not a Mauritian, yeah, Mauritian or whatever, something touches this, a, a dead sheret touches this piece of chulin. Right? This is a piece of chulin. It's more than a kebeta. It's touched by a sheret. Right? It's a rishon. It's a rishon atoma. It's tome. If it's chulin, if it's trauma, it's possible. It's more than a kebeta. This piece now goes and touches another piece of food, which is also a kebeta. This also becomes tome. Because once you've got more than a kibetza, it can be metame, something else. If it's less than a kibetza, if this is less than a kibetza, it can become tome, but it can't be metame, anything else. So if this is a piece of food which became a rishon, say it was trome, I can't eat it. If it's chulin and I'm tome, and I don't mind eating tome chulin, I can eat it. But it can't make anything else tome. That's what the Mishnah basically says over there. Now here, we're not interested whether this bread can make something else tome. We're worried about this bread. So what happened? They bought Reb less than a kibetza of bread. And he ate it with a glove. So says Rashi, why did he eat it with a glove? There's no chiratilas yadayim for, for pachmi kibetza. Rashi, because he was worried about hygiene, COVID, I don't know what it was. He was worried about hygiene. So therefore he wore a glove. Says Tosis, what do you have to say hygiene? Reb was a kai. Reb ate even his chulin, treating it with the severity of truma. So if he's treating this chulin as if it was truma, he didn't touch it with his hands because his hands are shniyos and can make it tommy. And that's why he wore a glove. Why are you telling me that he wore a glove because of cleanliness? It wasn't cleanliness. It was godliness. 
He was worried about making this thing Tommy. He's a Kayan and he ate Altara's Truma and since he ate Altara's Truma the 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 uh um, um the stuff could become Tommy. His hands are shiny, it touches the thing, he's treating it like Truma, so it's gonna become Tommy, that's why he wore a glove. They shouldn't make it Tommy. So I don't understand what Rashi's talking about. Why does Rashi say he wore a glove for cleanliness? He didn't. He wore it because he, he was a Kohen. He was eating Altara's Truma. This food had a din of Truma, even though it was Chulin. And if he would have touched it, it would have become Tommy. That's why he wore a glove. That's Tosis Kasha on Rashi. Why not? I don't have to wash. So whenever I eat bread... I don't have to wash, and I don't come to walk to the tap, so I just Well, according to Reb you don't have to. No, no. The way Rashi learns, well, we'll see, the truth is, we need to wait till we get to the end of the Gemara discusses that. The way Rashi learns, and the Tosus learns, yeah, no, no, no. if you're not particular of eating your chulin batara, then yeah, 100%. Based on what we've seen here so far, 100%. 100%. And there's no reason for him to put on a glove. So Rashi says, cleanliness. So we're even, we're even, we're even saying that Rashi agrees with Tosos, but they're aligned together to say that Pochus Mikabetsa, even for Hulin, um, don't need to know Absolutely. Time. I mean, that's, 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 yeah, absolutely. That's clear in the Mishnah. No. He wore the glove for an, an, a reason other than, um, other than, 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 than Otherwise, you would, if there was a dinner till you can't get away with a glove. We'll see that in a second. So the fact that he didn't wash his hands tells us you don't need it till it's so then the question is, if you don't need to listen down, why bother with a glove? So Rashi says, Kilaninus, and Tosus says, Halachik. But you're right. But let's, you're 100 times right, Brian, and the Gemara's going to discuss, and it gets very interesting, how, particularly how we pass, and it gets very interesting. But let's, that's a good point, let's just park that a second. Well, I'll say park a second. The Gemara later, makes it, the Gemara later <coughs> asks the question, why are we talking about Pachas Mekabetza? And if it had been a Kabetza, what would it have been? So the Gemara says, you know why? Because it was a kibetz, he would have taken it into the sukkah. That's what the Gemara wants to suggest. You know why it was pachsmi kibetz in this story? Because the kibetz would have had to go in the sukkah. And don't worry about it now, but that flies in the face of Abayah and Rabbi Yosef that we had earlier, that kibetz doesn't need a sukkah. So don't worry about the longest. The Gemara comes to the conclusion. You know why it was pachsmi kibetz? Yeah? Because if it had been a kibetz, he would have had to wash his hands. That's the reason why it's Pachnik Let's say we'll discuss it in more detail. When we get there. So why are we talking about a case of Pachnik Because it, had it been a Kabeitza, he would have had to wash his hands. Right, that's the deal. Toysus comes along and says, I don't understand the Gemara. Because there is an opinion of Shmuel that Shmuel says, Hitiru mapa truma. A Koyen does not need to wash his hands. Because Kernim's Rizimheim, even if they're eating large amounts of bread, they can put on a glove. We're not worried that maybe the cloth will slip and the glove will come off and they'll touch it by mistake and make it all tight. Kernim's Rizimheim says, Shmuel, Hitiru, Mapo, Le'oichle, Truma, a Kernim, again, we're not talking about Halacha, I'm talking about Tosis Kasha. A Kernim does not need to wash his hands, we're talking about Bismana Mikdosh. He can wear a glove, we can't. Because our gloves might come off, right? And we've got to wash our hands. But the Kayan can wear a glove. The Kayan can wear the mapa. Kayan can get away with it. Yeah? Kayan can get away with it. So therefore, says Tosvers, what are you telling me? Pachos Mikabet, you know why it says in the Mishnah, Pachos Mikabet, it says the Gemara, because if it had been a Kabet, he would have had to wash. In Shuldikt, Reb Tzadik was a Kayan. And a Kayan never needs to wash. Kayan can always wear a glove. So what's the Raya? We could have talked about it bigger than a kibetza. And you know why he used a glove? Because a kind's allowed to use a glove. If you hold that once it's a kibetza, nobody can use a glove. Understand. Why does it say pochaz mi kibetza? Because he used a glove. So pochaz mi kibetza, a glove. Above a kibetza, you can't have a glove. So you see what you see. That's fine. But a kibetza was a kayan. And a kayan can always use a glove. So let me ask you a question. Why does it say in the mission of pochaz mi kibetza? Because more than a kibetza, or kibetza, or more, you need to wash your hands. A kohen never needs to wash his hands. He can always wear a glove. So what's your deal? The Gemara says, the fact that he used a glove, and pochmi kibetza, is a raya, that a kibetza would have to wash his hands. I don't understand. A kohen never has to wash his hands. What is the Gemara's deal? Are you with me, Rabbi Sai? That's Taisus Kasha. What's going on over here? Ronnie, are you with us? Yeah. 
says 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 the prima Godim, and the Orchanes is a very similar thing. He says, when do they say that a Kayan can get away with wearing a glove? Only if he's eating truma, or if he's eating chulin, altaras truma. But if he's eating stam chulin, then he's like one of us. Why is it any different? When he's eating truma, when he's eating chulin, altaras truma. So then he knows, I've got to be very careful, this and the other, and I mustn't touch, and he's a coin, and he's extra careful. But when he's like the man on the omnibus, like you and I, eating normal chulin, so they weren't makel there that he could wear a glove, he's that we are, and he has to wash his hands. The Ochanel puts it slightly differently, what happens when the coin's tommy? So when the coin's tommy, obviously he can't eat truma. He can't eat chulin altaras truma, because he's tommy. So what's he going to eat when he's tommy? He'll eat regular chulin like you and me, that's what he's going to eat. There's no heter for such a coin to wear a glove. He's like you and me. It only is either the Orchonet says when he's able to eat truma, or if you want to learn like the Prima Godin, when he's actually eating truma the equivalent. But if he's in a position, according to the Prima Godin, where he's not eating truma the equivalent, or the way Orchonet says, where he's not in a position that he can eat truma at all, he's like you and I. He can't get away with a glove. Why should he be any more careful than you and I? He's more careful when he's drilling with truma and its derivatives, but not when he's like you and me. And that's how they say, that answers Tosa's kasha. We're not talking about Rebzadik over here eating truma, or Chulin Altaris truma. We're talking over here about Rebzadik, who's either Tomei, or according to Prima Gauding, Rebzadik eating normal Chulin. That's what we're talking about. And then we've got a very good deal. It was Pach Mikabeta, you can get away with a glove. If it's more than a kibbeta, even Reb Tzaddik had to wash his hands. So we're talking about an even playing field over here. We're talking about Reb Tzaddik who was a Kayan, and who would eat Chulin Altaras Truma, and he all eat Truma, and under those circumstances you could wear a glove, but it's quite clear from the Gemara later we're not talking about such a scenario. We're talking about Reb Tzaddik in a scenario where he's like you and me. Either the way the Prima Godim learns he's eating just regular Chulin, without any stru- uh, 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 Tara strings attached, or he's Tommy, and he can't eat trauma. He's no different from you and me. That's what we're talking about. And the fact that Pachel Mikabetsa a Mapo, we imply, because more than Mikabetsa, he would have washed, washed his hands, like you and me. Therefore comes along Rashi and says, so why is he wrapping his hands? If he's not you and me, and he's a regular person, eating regular chulin, why does he have to wrap up his hands? I accept the fact that Pachel Mikabetsa can become Tommy. But not if it's chulin from my hands. My hands are shniyos. The chulin can't become a shlishi, and if I touch it, it'll become a shlishi. So therefore Rashi asks, we're not talking about Reb Tzaddik in his elevated state as a kayan eating truma or altaras truma. We're talking over here quite clearly, Reb Tzaddik, like you and me. If he's a tzaddik like you and me, he's eating regular chulin. If he's eating regular chulin, his hands can be a shniyos, they can't make it tummy. So why did he bother using a cloth? Says Rashi, used a cloth. Because he was worried about Corona. That's, that is, that's, that says the Mephoshim, that's how Tosus answers, right? Tosus, the Shitase holds, we're talking about Rabtzadik in an elevated state, who's eating Chulin Altaris Truma, or is able to eat Chulin Altaris Truma, and therefore he can get away with a cloth under all circumstances. So Tosus doesn't understand the Gemara, and Tosus says over here, well, why does he need a cloth because of cleanliness? He needs a cloth that he shouldn't make what he's eating Tommy. Rashi answers, will answer Tosus over there by saying, we're talking about Rabtzadik like you and me not in an elevated state he's eating regular chulin and therefore he would have to wash his hands and there's no hetero of using a glove and the reason why he used a glove of pach and he didn't need to you and I wouldn't bother he was worried about uh, nikis that's how Rashi will answer the the, 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 the kasha over here and the answer is the kasha of Tosfus later it's interesting that and we'll come back to this and the rekeach has got a sophic halacha if you eat pach and whether you have to wash your hands or not well, when we finish, we'll discuss it. And um, it comes along the Morgan of Rome and says, Toysfus says over here that Pachas can be Kabeza can become Tome, and therefore, therefore, we have to wash our hands of Pachas Mikabeza. Which, the, 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 the gone, are they asked, I don't understand what the Morgan of Rome is talking about. You need to quote Toysfus in Dav Chavavam at base that Pachas Mikabeza can become Tome. It's a mission in Taurus. The whole debate is, how Tomei can they become? Did they make a Gezerah that Yisraelim have to wash because of a kind of Pachmikabetah, which in Mitzvah we'll discuss. 
but just because Tosfos says Pachni Kibetzer can become Tommy, and if you're a Kohen and your hands are Shneers, don't you dare touch Truma, even Pachni Kibetzer. What's that got to do with the Tilis Adantas? Anyway, that, in as I say, leave that and we'll discuss that in more detail when we get to the end about those halakh. Okay. <coughs> Let's have a look at the next Tosfos, which is even less complicated, I assure you. So, Rabbi Tzodek, now Tosfos, sorry, Tzadik is now, we're talking about the last part of the Mishnah, nothing to do with Tumantara, nothing to do with Sukkah, Hilchas, Brachas. V'loi birch Acharov, he ate Pachs Mikabeta, and he didn't bench. Says Tosfus, second Tosfus. Savalok Rabbi Yehuda devaperek shleisha she'ochlu. Rabbi Tzadik holds like Rabbi Yehuda in the, in the, in, 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 in the third, fourth, seventh peg of Brachas. The Dorish, who dashes the Pasuk as follows. Va'ochalta, as we saw in Rashi, v'savata uveirachta. You eat, and you are satiated. Then uveirachta, you bench. Achila, sheesh basavia. You only have to bench on an eating which provides some form of satiation. Dahainu, kameitza. Namely, a kameitza. So va'ochalta, v'savata, and then uveirachta. So Rabbi Yehuda learns from here, you only make a bracha achroina if you eat at least a kibetzah. And it's not just bracha samozan. It could be anything you eat. You know, yogurt. You can have a drink. Well, no, leave out drinks. Bad. Maybe yogurt's also not a good example if you've got a dinner of oich. You, you, have a, you have a piece of cake. You have a fruit. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Rabbi Yehuda holds, unless you eat a kibetzah, you don't make a bracha achroina. Because the Pesach says, v'achalta v'savata v'erachta. And it's true that brain of Fosher's alamicha maybe even is drabonons. Alamicha is a shayla, but it could be that it's even drab. But it doesn't matter because they were massacring the drabonons like the Pesach indicates in Birchus HaMozon. And you only make a bracha achroina kuntra Yehuda if there is some satiation involved. That's how Rab Tzadat Paskin. He ate less than a kibetz of bread. No bracha achroina. Carries on tosis, the lime against kibetz. Rabbi Meir Polik. Rabbi Meir argues. Va'oma, and he says, Dumavarachim bekezayis. You make a bracha achroin on a kezayis, which is Rabbi Isai, how we paskin. We paskin like Rabbi Meir, bracha achroin on a kezayis. And we'll see later how Rabbi Meir dashes the posseh. After all, it says, Vachalta v'savata uveirachta. A kezayis is not v'savata. We'll see. Venira says to his verse, Halacha kevaseh. The halacha is like Rabbi Meir, not like Rabbi Tzadik in our Mishnah who follows Rabbi Yehuda, that you make a bracha chreina even on a kezayis. Mid Amina the Gemara says in Perek Tzemavorchin, six Perek of Brachas, Om Rabbi Chiyah Ba'abo, Ani Ro'isiyas Rabbi Yochanan, I saw Rabbi Yochanan, Sha'ochal Zayas Meliach. He ate a, 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 what do you call it, a, a salted, uh, um, a salted, um, olive, right? Kezayis, to kezayis, that's literally a kezayis. Ubirch Olav, Tchil Vesayif. He made a bracha before. Okay, we saw you always make a bracha before. But the Chiddush is, he made a bracha afterwards. So you see that you make a bracha in a kezayis. Had he passed him like Rabbi Yehuda, he wouldn't be making a bracha. Nezayis, it's got to be a kebetza. And it says over there also in the seventh parak, Om Rabbi Ba'aba, Om Rabbi Yochanan. La'olam eina moitzi rabbi midechi vasan ad sheyoichel kezayis doga. You can only be moitzi people bracha chreina until, unless, until you've eaten a kezayis. Because, Less than a kezayis, you can't make a bracha achreina. V'chein omer Rav Huna bar Yehuda, mishmei the Rav. And so he says, Rav Huna bar Yehuda in the name of Rav. You can only be moitzi someone with bracha achreina if you've eaten a kezayis. In other words, if you eat a kezayis, you can make a bracha achreina. Well, that's Rabbi Meir. So Tosfos says, I've got proofs from over here that we paskin like Rabbi Meir, that as we know that's how we paskin, the shield for bracha achreina is a kezayis, not like Rabbi Yehuda, not like Rabbi Tzadik in and then Tosis comes up with a halacha which is brought in Shulchan Aruch, as we'll see. Umitoi mashma. From the Yerushalmi it's implied, the Berberia, if you're eating a complete item, a complete natural item, loy ba'inon kezais. You don't need the kezais. Da'afilu preda achashel onov. Even if you eat one grape, oi preda achashel rimoin, which I suspect means one, um, one, one, one pomegranate pip, because it's got its uh, flesh around it. To una bracha lefonel, you need to make a bracha before, that's fine, that's no chiddush. Ula acharel, and afterwards. 
says Tosvus, he's going to explain to us the Raya, it's Mashman the Yerushalmi, that although normally you need a Kazais to make a Bracha Achreina, if you eat a barrier, a naturally complete object, right, yeah, if your wife makes a tiny little fairy cake, yeah, which is, that's not called a barrier, right, however much you or Mashiv, your wife's baking, it's, it's going to be a natural, a natural, uh, a, a natural object, like a grape, right, a, 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 a um, um, it's a pomegranate thing, or a whole fruit, a whole nut, something like that. So what's, where do we see this in Yerushalmi? This is what it says in Yerushalmi, Bereish Ketzer Mavarchi. Rabbi Yehuda Nosav Zesa. Rabbi Yehuda ate a, 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 this is Yerushalmi now language, so it's a little bit more difficult. He ate an olive. Ubrech Lafanov, and he made the bracha before, that's fine. Ulakharov, made the bracha afterwards. So far, it looks okay, what's the problem? However, Rabbi Abba was staring at him as if, what on earth? Rabbi Yechonah said to him, Babylonian, why are you looking at me? What are you looking at me like that for? Lesloch, do you not hold you've got to make a bracha before and after? Why are you looking at me like that? So he answers, Isle, yeah, I do. I do, says Rabbi yeah, I do, I agree with you. So what's the problem? Because the pip reduces the amount of olive. Right? If you're eating the olive with a pip, so how much of this is edible? Only the flesh. But the flesh is not a kazayis. The kazayis is the volume of an olive with its pip. And he ate the olive with its pip. So he doesn't need to kazayis a flesh. So that's why Rebbe is looking at him and he says, what on earth? Brochach, Reina, Garinosa, Mematosa, you've eaten less than a Kazayis over here. I know that you can go down in the papers and say, I ate a Kazayis, you literally did, but it's not Kazayis for Brochach, Reina, the, the pip's missing. Not pip's not missing, but the pip reduces the edible part. Ask the Gemara, Rishalmi, Lam begins, Velesle Rebbe Yochanan, Garinosa, Mematosa, does Rabbi Yochanan not hold that the pit reduces the, the amount of food that you're eating? What did, uh, what's Rabbi Yochanan doing over here? Because he ate a complete natural unit. He ate the whole fruit, lock, stop and pip. Milted the Rabbi Yochanan Omra says the Yerushalmi that these words of Rabbi Yochanan tell us Shekeh, that's so. Afilu prayed the Achashel Enev, even one grape. Oh, it prays the Achashirin, or one piece of pomegranate, little bit of pomegranate. She tuna bracha lafonavala acharov. You have to make a bracha before and after. This is the Yushalmi, in the Makur of where it starts from, that on a berry, on a whole natural object, you have to, a whole nut, a whole almond, a whole whatever, you have to make a bracha before and after. It just doesn't mention nuts, it just seems to be talking about shabbat. I don't think so. We'll see in the halacha. I don't think there's a difference. I don't see why there should be a difference for you. That's what they were talking I don't know why Rabbi Yochanan says, do you not hold of Shiva's Aminim? Yeah. yeah. You mean because it's the Hashivas of Shiva's Aminim yeah, plus. I don't know. We'll, we'll see it in the, in the Shulchan Acha. I'm always sure that the, the example is given. It just says, Kol Dovash Hu Kibriyasa Kagoyim Gargashal Enevarimen. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't talk about, um, stuff. You're right, those are the examples. I don't recall there being so a difference. So so yeah, the Lashon of the Yerushalmi. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Mishaburgling is clearly one bean, um, achronim or one, one berry. He says clearly there's a difference. But you, that's a good point, Brian. It's a good point. It's interesting. Um, if it's a bit missing, it's not a barrier, right? So if you've got a grape with a bit missing, it's not a barrier. So what's the end of a raisin? So, I wanted to argue that a raisin is not a barrier because all the liquids have been taken out of it. So what's the difference if you cut out a piece or you take out the liquid? So I remember speaking to Dain Duna once and he said to me, he also had the same swara, but uh, uh, um, we'll see what I'm asking Alocha about this, but just as, a, as an aside, and he spoke to Rav Ozna and he, he, he didn't, he said, no, you can't make that chiluk. But there is in the Brochus Butner from Rabbi Bodner, he quotes something from Shlomo Zalman about a raisin not being a barrier, and I phoned him up, because uh, I remember from Etz Yisrael, and, and he, he couldn't find in his notes the reason why, but Again, please ask your LOR if there's a question of berry on raisins, but that's not the point for now. We haven't yet come to the loch, I'm just mentioning it as a sign. It's gotta be a complete thing, right? There's a bit missing of this, of this, uh, olive, it's not a problem. 
right? Well, the nut's in half. You eat two halves of a nut. That's not a burial. You eat a whole nut. That's your burial. Again, how we paskin is another shayla. But the Yerushalmi seems to hold that if you eat a burial, even if it's lots less than a kazayis, you don't. You pop the whole thing in your mouth, chew it and swallow it. Or don't swallow, chew it, but you swallow the whole thing. You have to make a bracha chreid. Says Toisvus, penultimate narrow line. We find a similar story, because remember this was, this was Rav Chia, Ba'aba and Rav Yochanan, those are the two people in this story. We find a similar story in Algamar. Dom Rav Chia Ba'aba, says Rav Chia Ba'aba, Aniri says Rav Yochanan, Sh'achal Zayis Meliach. I saw Rav Yochanan eat a, 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 a salted olive, Ubrichal of Tchil of a Saif, right? And he made the bracha beginning and end. How could, pardon me, how could, um, make a, a, a bracha, um, a on a zayis meliach? Given the shakli legarinise, since if you would remove the pip, you've no longer got a kazais of flesh, so he's not eating a kazais, so how could he make a bracha achreina? so he said to him, Misovras, Kazais, Gadlbinan. Do you think that when the Tchazal say that you need, which we had in the, in the first parak, a Kazayis to make a Bracha Achreina, it means a big size Kazayis? You need an average Kazayis. And that, that salted, um, olive that Rabbi Yochanan ate, Zayis Gadlhava, it was the XL size Zayis. Or XXL. The Avagav the Shakilagari Nasa, even if you remove the pip, Posh Leshura, you're still left with a Kazai, average Kazai's volume of, of flesh, of olive. Right? So Rabbi Yechon ate a Kazai's, and he made the Bracha Chreina, and Rabbi Yermia asked what's going on over here, there's not a Kazai's of flesh, there's a pip, it takes away from the flesh, to which the answer was, <coughs> to make a Bracha Chreina, you need an average size Kazai's. The volume, flesh volume of an average size's eyes, assuming that the pit was also flesh. <coughs> the pit, the, 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 if you ate a normal kazais, you wouldn't make a brachachreina. But with the kazais that Rabbi Yochanan had was a large one. So the large kazais minus its pit equals the volume of a small kazais with its pit. That was a story, very similar story. So it takes us three lines down, wide lines. If the Gemara, our Gemara, is recounting the same episode as the Yerushalmi, then the Yerushalmi argues with our Gemara. And we don't rely on the Yerushalmi. What happened to the If this is exactly the same story, then we've got two two recordings of the same event. The Yushalmi says that the reason why the Rabbi Yochanan made the bracha achreina because it's a new halacha, you eat a whole thing, even if it's less than the shear of, 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 of a kazais, you make a bracha achreina. In our story, if it was the same event, that's not the answer that was given. The answer was given was, you're right, but we're talking about a big olive. So big olive minus his pip equals a smaller, an average olive. And therefore, maybe a machloik is babli Yushalmi. What actually happened? And we'd follow the Bavli and ignore the Yerushalmi, and we wouldn't pass tonight this dinner period. However, Avobat, Shemosh Neimaisim Hoyu. Perhaps there were two different stories. Vahidi Yerushalmi Hoyazayis Sholeim, Vahokhleim Agarin, Davabiria. And the Yerushalmi was talking about a case where Rabbi Yochanan swallowed this average sized olive flesh and pip, and therefore the Brochachrein is called a barrier. But the story in our case, in our Gomorrah, he didn't have a pip. Normal, normal salted olives. But like Karen, it's pitted. Normally it doesn't have a pip. But they have a barrier there, but there's no barrier. Once the pit's removed, it's not a complete thing anymore. That's why we had to say it was a big one. But Zayis to Yushalmi, and the Yushalmi Zayis, Kotim Zayis It was less than a small Zayis. So if they were the same story, it's quite clear that our Gemara doesn't talk about Beria at all. And therefore, Machlokas Bavli Yushalmi, what happened? And we'll forget about Beria. But maybe there were two stories. The Yushalmi is talking about a case where he ate the thing, the, the olive and its pip, 
that's a barrier, and he made the bracha chrenik as a barrier. We're talking about a case where he ate a pitted olive, and it was a large olive, so the large pitted olive has the same volume as a regular olive. If that's the case, they're two different stories. Why should we not pass like the Yerushalmi? So Tosis has got a suffix. Is there a machlokas Babli Yerushalmi? There was one event, machlokas, what happened, or what the debate was, in which case we don't pass in Liberia. Or no, it was two stories. Yerushalmi was where he swallowed the whole thing, and therefore, barrier bracha chreina. Ours, there wasn't a barrier because there was a pit missing, and the reason why he made a bracha chreina because there's a large olive. And therefore, we should be choshish for barrier. Now just, before we come to what, how Tosis paskins, but he Tosis says something strange that I'm against Hoyer. The Zayis Yerushalmi cotton Mizayis Benini Hoyer. If you're going to say it was two stories, in the Yerushalmi, the pit, the, the, sorry, the olive was smaller than an average. So Kivak says, I do not understand what Tosis wants. What happens? Rabbi Yechon ate this olive. And Rabbi Yechon is staring at him. And he says, well, you're looking at me like that, in that tone of voice. So he says, do, I don't understand, you made a bracha chroina. Don't you think that the, that the pip reduces the volume? If we're talking about a olive, which is smaller than an average olive, why didn't he say to him, the pip reduces the volume? You know, you have, you, anyway, even if the pip didn't reduce the volume, it's less than a re- small regular olive. Tosis says, It was less than a zayis beini. If it was less than a zayis beini, right? So pipahim pipahim, even if the pip is royal achili, shouldn't have made the bracha chreda. Why did Rebchir Ba'aba turn around and say, You made a bracha chreda, but there was a pip there. Who cares about the pip? Even if you ate the pip and it was an edible pip. He says, Hashem which is in Rebchir language, a big problem. Orchaneh says, that when, when Tosa says that the Zayis Yerushalmi was smaller, he doesn't mean that the whole olive was smaller than average. He means the flesh of the olive. In other words, the olive minus the pip, which is a normal average olive, was less than an average olive. Because if the olive minus the pip was equal to an average olive, then he obviously makes a bracha achroina. So what the Tosa is saying is that in our case, that olive in the Yushkabot, in the Bavli, that olive minus the pip was, because, uh, that's why the Bachachrena. In the, in the Bav, in Yushalmi's case, the olive minus the pip was less, and that's what Rebbe says, you've eaten less than the Kazais of flesh, why are you making a Bachachrena? But be that as it may, Tosis has a Sophic as to whether, Tosis has a Sophic as to whether a, on a barrier which is less than a kazayas, you eat the whole thing, do you make a bracha chreina or not? And it depends, says Tosasophic, on whether there were two stories in Rabbi Yechanan, or one. If there was one story, as a machlokas, we follow like the Bavli, no such barrier never happened. If there were two stories, so no contradiction. We would follow the Yerushalmi, you make a bracha chreina on a barrier. Says, There's no problem, it doesn't consider any problem of the fact that when you take out the pit from the olive, there's going to be a small amount of actual olive, which is um, fixed to and the... Therefore, and therefore... You, you, you can't, in fact, eat every single scrap. Okay, fine. So that makes it worse, then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it makes it worse. But it doesn't... Yeah. One doesn't bring that... Or doesn't no, because barrier is only when you, when you swallow the whole thing. With a pit. That's the Yushami. That's the yeah. And we're saying, in our case, it was yeah. such that yeah. whatever... It doesn't, what, to, it doesn't mention the concept that anyhow, you wouldn't have a full olive, even if you take... Because, uh, Correct, a hundred percent. But that, but, the, but, but the, the, if you learn that two store, two events, yeah. Yeah. then the the Bible is talking about a case where having taken out the pit with or without ever came with it, you're left with a kazais of flesh. Yeah. Yeah. you're right, you're right. So there's Tosfos, six lines down. Somebody who wants to take himself out of the sophic, Make sure you eat a kazayis, a filu bedavashu beria, even on something which is a beria. In other words, don't eat a beria by itself. Don't eat a grape by itself, because then you've got a suffix. If you bit it in half, and then you put the other half in your mouth, that could be it's not a beria, right? Because if you cut it in half and eat one half, that's nothing, right? Even if you cut it in half and pop the whole thing in your mouth, that's not a beria, right? It's chopped in half. But take a grape, pop it in your mouth, Right? Obviously, Brocha Rishoyna says, Tosis, once you've done that, you've got yourself into a suffix. Because I don't know whether there's a Machlech's Bavari or Shalmi or not. So if you want to be moti yourself from a suffix, make sure you eat a Kazais. And that way you definitely make a Brocha Rishoyna.
Now, it just, before we read the Shulchan Aruch, as an aside, Rav Shleim Zemichah points out, this whole suffix of Beria, because remember, we... No, you don't eat it in one go. First you don't eat the pip. And you take bites out of it. That's not, that's not Beria. Stuff the whole plum in your mouth, <laughs> like a little two-year-old, right, and swallow the whole thing with a pip. Then, yeah, you have a Beria problem. But you maybe personally, I mean, a big, personally a plum is bigger because that's anyway, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think our kazaisim are, are suffer from, uh, inflation and uh, current day inflation. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I think the professor can help us more on that than I can. Um, he says something interesting, I'm just as, a, as an aside. We've seen a machlokas Rebihud and Rabbi Meir, where the brachachren is on the kazais or kabetza. Tosis has got a sophic about a barrier. New, this is some new idea that, this transcends Shi'urim, right, independent of uh, the, 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 how small it is, a barrier bracha achroina. So that only is according to Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda holds you need to eat a kabetza for bracha achroina. That's Rabbi Tzodah holds, right? Why? And then there's got to be some sort of sphere. So I eat one grape, the sphere. I eat one almond, one, I eat one little thing of a, of a pomegranate. Of a, of a pom- there's no sphere over there. He says, this whole sophic of Beria is only in Rabbi Meir. Because Rabbi Meir holds to make a bracha in a kazais. Why? I don't know about kazais. Because a kazais is a double chashuv. So a kazais is really a double chashuv. So if it's a double chashuv, you can make a bracha in Ah! Double chashuv, bracha achreina. A Beria is also double chashuv in a different way. It hasn't got the chashivas of being a she or a particular amount. But it's got a chashivas of being a naturally formed complete object. So maybe that's the same. So he says, if you hold that Rabbi, like, like Rabbi Huda, Bracha is only in a Kabetza, then Beria doesn't even start. Why on earth should I make a Havam in a Bracha in a Beria? But if you learn, like we Paskin, like Rabbi Meir, that Bracha is on a Kazayis, that means you make a Bracha on something which is Choshev, and a Kazayis is called Choshev. Once you talk about Choshev, maybe a Beria is also Choshev, right? And therefore, you, 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 you would have to make a, a Bracha Chorin. Like we find with Hechaz Bittel, Chazami de Gezeira, that a Beria is not a bottle. God, it's got a chashivas, an ant falls into your cholent, right? And we assume now his legs came off, or a fly, the whole thing is no good, you can't eat it. Because the berry is a dove chashuv, and chazamah de gazeri is not bottle. So, you make a bracha in a kazais, why kazais? Kazais is a dove chashuv. A berry could be also chashuv. So the whole suffix is, the mechashlema, is only when, according to us, who passing like Rabbi Meir, that the bracha is on a kazais, because if bracha was on a kabetza, there would be no such suffix. No, no, Sholem is no. Sholem, you could have a. No. No. Sholem, a a loaf of bread is Sholem, it's not a barrier. At the roll, you've got a tiny little, little chal, you know, you get some Sheva brachas, and they've got all these wonderful designer, I don't want them to call them designer chal rolls, mit garlic, on garlic, mit pepper, on pepper, mit pepper, on garlic, all these tiny little, let's say a tiny little, that's not a barrier. As far as I know, it's got to be a natural, a naturally formed, naturally formed thing. So, if you look, interesting, if you look in the, in the halacha, it's brought in halacha in Shulchan He says that, how much do you have to eat to make a bracha achreina? It's got to be a kazais. If you ate less than a kazais, no bracha achreina. Says the Machaba in Simon Reishud, v'yesh mistap kinloim, there are those who have a suffix to say, Taisus the Rosh, brings others, Rajba, etc. Based on Yerushalmi, Sha'al dova shehu kibriyosoi. Right? Something which is in its natural state. It's not just it's a whole thing, it's kibriyosoi. As it was formed, kagoin, for example, gargil shon enev, a grape, oy shal rimoin, of a pomegranate, a pi, a one grape, and he, Mr. Brose quotes from the other achronim over here, a berry, a yagda, a berry, or a, or, or a pulse. Shemavorakin la acharov, you make a bracha achroina, afal pisha inboy kazais, even though it hasn't got kazais. There's such an opinion of people who have a suffix. Lochain, says the Mechaba, therefore, nochain lihizoir, it is correct to be careful, shalay lacho beria pachos mi kazais, not to eat a beria less than a kazais. Says the Shogun Ora, if you're going to eat whole grapes, of course if you don't eat a kazais, you don't make a bracha achroina. But it is correct to make sure that you eat a kazais or break them up before you eat them. And the remark adds, and this you understand after having seen the toasters, it's only called a barrier if you eat it as it is naturally. 
Avalim lokach hagarin mimenu. If you took the pip out of the fruit, and Koshkin, if a bit of it had, for the actual fruit crate came off, loy mikra beria. It's not called a beria. So this is the Shulchan Aruch, quoting Shudas HaToysvus, la locha, if you eat a beria, a natural occurring whole part of fruit or vegetable, whatever it is, which is less than a kezayis, la locha, you do not make a brocha achrona, but it's a sophic. And therefore, one should be, try and be careful to make sure to eat a kezayis. Now, again, if a raisin has got a din of a beria, that means you can't, you shouldn't just nibble a few whole raisins. You've got to make sure you have a kezayis. If it's not a beria, you can. Or, presumably, you can eat raisin, eat it in half. You know, you've eaten half, and then you put the other half in your mouth. You haven't eaten the whole thing in one go. But if they're a pain, if they're small raisins, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't feel like eating a kazais. Okay, so then you've got a shyly, has to go ask your LOR, ask whether it's considered a, a berry or not, the raisin. But grapes, or whatever, all the berries, blueberries, all those things, if they're whole fruits, a little bit of pomegranates, those uh, little, whatever they're called, I don't know what they're called, the little um, seeds with their coating, I don't know what the name is. Um, not to eat, Less than a kazat. Of course, if a person didn't, he won't make a bracha chrena, but lechatchila, and that's, that's the toysas, and that's how the shulchan or passes, that's the din of burial. Okay, so that's the, that's the, um, first part of toysas. He's clarifying that in this machloikas between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, whether you have to eat a kazais or a kabetza to make a bracha chrena, we pass in like Rabbi Meir that you make a, you, that, that you make a, that it's enough to eat a kazais. Zayis, and then Tosis goes a stage further, and he qualifies, and he says, and you should know, within that, it could be that if it's a barrier, even less than a Kazais, you're going to make a bracha achred. Then, let's just, a little bit further, then we'll stop. It says, Tosis, the line ends le'inyan, it's, I think, six lines down. All this discussion that we've had of how much is only for the bracha achrona. Avalafonov. But when you're talking about a bracha before eating, whatever you're eating, barrier or no barrier, even crumb, you make a bracha even if it's less than a kazayis. The lefonov, because regarding a bracha before your food, you don't require a, an amount to make a bracha on. You're not allowed to have anor from olamazeh without a bracha. Like we find, and is muchach as we mumedai in the Amishnah. The Ka'oma, what did it say? He ate something on which you don't make a bracha chrena according to him. What does it say? V'loi birch acharov. He didn't make a bracha afterwards. Kedaprishis, as I've explained. Mishum dasava lak rabbi yoda. He holds that rabbi yoda, that pachas mekebetza, doesn't need a bracha chrena. He ate pachas mekebetza, no bracha chrena. Mashma, that implies very clearly. Holofonov, but beforehand, birch, he did. It doesn't say Velay Birech. It says Velay Birech Laacharov, which implies he made a bracha before. Vachem Pirish Bakuntras. And so, 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 so says Rashi. Rabbi, let's stop over there. Mitzvah will finish off next week. Tosis discusses it in a bit more detail. And then Tosis discusses how much liquid you have to drink for Bracha Chrena. And then whether these uh, a, a shiurim or daraisa or drabona. But Mitzvah will go next week. Shkai.